This is the Begin Within Podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit If you are working on getting healthier, losing weight, improving your fitness, whatever it is, but you have this feeling that you should be getting better results... You're just not sure what you might be doing wrong. Well, I want to tell you, you are not alone. And that is the very reason why I wrote my latest book, Five Ways You're Wrecking Your Weight Loss, so that you can take a look at five of the most common reasons I see that people aren't getting the results that they deserve for all their hard work. Just five really quick fixes that can get you headed toward the results that you want. Check it out. You can download it by going to beginwithin.fit, clicking on the ebook button, or clicking on the link in the show notes. Check out my book. Let me know what you think. My guest today is Chandler Walker, and he's going to share with us a framework that he uses to help his clients in order to make improvements in, well, everything. (laughs) So listen closely. We're going to talk a lot about the mental aspect. You know that I love a good conversation about the psychological side of making personal improvement. We're going to talk quite a bit about that. And we're also, I want you to listen very closely when he shares an exercise that he encourages his clients to go through as they analyze their priorities in life. This is a big one. This is a huge one. And I think coaches all over, different coaches, we use similar types of exercises, but this one is, this one's awesome. You're going to really appreciate it. And I'm going to leave you with this as an assignment. So listen closely when we come to that little um, exercise on priorities, because I promise you, it's going to be a big one. Here is my interview with Chandler Walker. My mom had bipolar disorder, and uh, so I kind of dealt with the ups and downs, but that led me to like a med school pathway. And that's really, I kind of recognized on that pathway, though, that medicine isn't really about, well, in the Western world, isn't really about care. It's about, it's sick care. So Mm -hmm. if you're sick, go see the doctor. But we're not going to do anything other than provide pills, which it's not the doctors, it's it's the system. There's no ability to follow through. If I tell you to eat an apple, you're going to sue me because it didn't help you. Or if I tell you your belly button's located over here, I'm going to get sued. So I just have to follow the book, give the pills and get people out. And so that's kind of what led me to break off from that and move into the fitness world and really move into what we had with the six pillars. I, I realized I could like help people in a more holistic way and actually create long lasting results. Gotcha. And what you what do you call the the pillars again? What's the the title? Yeah, the program is called the Brain Code Rewire. We'll help you okay. rewire your brain code to stop fighting 
whatever it is that's that your problem is, whether it's stop fighting cravings, stop fighting your inner demons, stop fight, fighting depression, and anxiety, and we'll help you get to the next place in your life. Yeah. Well, I like that brain code rewire. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue and people are always like, what the brain code rewire? That's cool. Yeah. And that was something that was important to me with that too, because like everybody talks about mindset, but nobody really cares about mindset because it's a commodity. So I wanted to create something that was just different, that sounded different, that just seemed like it wasn't the same thing that everybody else was doing. And that's what we created out of our our pillars in our program. Nice. Do you mind kind of walking through the the pillars in the program for us? Just what each of them are and and... I mean, just a little bit about them, like how someone maybe gets started in that area or what type of results that you guys deliver in those areas, just kind of one pillar at a time. Good question. So first pillar, and these go in order of importance, at least in my opinion. Okay. So the first one that I look at is mental health, because if you're broken mentally, if you're broken internally, nothing else is going to matter and you're just going to continuously just not feel right. You're going to feel down. You're going to feel out of energy, you're just going to feel horrible. And we can't fix anything if we don't work on mental health first. Then we look at social health because the next big delineating factor to someone being able to be successful is their social environment. You are the sum of the people you surround yourself with. So are the people in your life telling you that you're never going to make it? We need to get rid of that and move that into a different environment. Then we look at sleep because if sleep isn't in order, it's going to impact your mental health. It's going to impact your social health. It's going to impact your nutrition, fitness, everything. So we have to make sure that sleep is in order and sleep is in, is in a good place for people by optimizing sleep. Uh, then the next thing we look at is nutrition. And the reason nutrition is so far down the line is because if your mental health isn't in order, you're going to overeat. If your mental health isn't in order, your your, your nutrition is just going to fall off the way because you're going to find the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Same thing with sleep. If your sleep isn't optimized, you're going to release hormones that tell your body to eat more. And so you're you're never going to lose weight and your nutrition is never going to be optimized. So that's why sleep is, is this far down the line. But we look at sleep from a perspective of what's going to fit into your lifestyle, or I mean, nutrition from the perspective of what's going to fit in your lifestyle and how can we match what you're currently doing with the foods that you have access to? Like, where mm. can you shop? What's your grocery budget? What foods do you like? What foods do you not like? So that way it's actually something that you can consistently do long-term and it's not some horrible diet. Like keto sounds cool, but I also like pizza. So I want to make sure that I, I don't just crush people in a short-term mindset. Mm-hmm. Next thing we look at is fitness. And the reason fitness is basically last is because it's the thing that everybody will give up on if you don't optimize everything else. If you don't sleep well and you do work out, you're going to release cortisol and you're going to have belly fat and you're going to feel terrible. So we need to make sure that all the previous pillars are optimized before we really start focusing on fitness. And for me, fitness is really about doing the things you enjoy and love. So being able to go out and and go on hikes, being able to go out and go for swims, bike rides, find something you enjoy doing and make that your fitness is our philosophy because a lot of people go to the gym and they get on that treadmill and it's literally the most boring, miserable thing you could possibly ever do in your life. I would rather get waterboarded than walk on the treadmill. So for us, I want to make sure that people don't end up in that horrifying place where they have to like, they feel like they have to do it. They go out and they find fun things. Then the last pillar we actually added recently that really isn't in order yet is wealth. And the reason we added that is because the average person lives paycheck to paycheck. And interestingly enough, I think this statistic was like 70% of Americans or something live paycheck to paycheck. And 30% of those Americans make 200K a year or more. 
So it's not about how much you make, it's about how much debt people are putting themselves into. And so with our wealth pillar, our focus is really helping people optimize their financial stability, optimize their ability to remove and, and adjust where they're currently at financially and just make sure that stressor goes away because that ends up being one of the biggest stressors you could possibly go through in life. Mm-hmm. And so those are the pillars in a nutshell. Wow. It sounds like everything. All in one. <laughs> that was my goal. We needed to optimize yeah. the full package. <laughs> wow. That is. And I, I can see as you're explaining them, how, how those pillars each connect with, with one another. And I, I love the, I guess the priority because I, that's the way my brain works too. I was like, yeah. okay, that's all great. But like, what, how do you prioritize, how do you prioritize them? Um, is so important, I think. So I, I like that they're in a, in order of priority, but definitely they all, they all work together and connect so well together. Um, what do you mind me asking about, you know, the type of results or the transformations that someone can expect with your, yeah, with for your sure. program? Like good, good yeah, question. Go yeah. So basically what we see with people is, for example, a lot of people will come to us for weight loss, but as we start optimizing the pillars, they'll realize that the only reason they're looking at weight loss is because that's what they thought they needed to do. Then they recognize that it was more about being happy with who they are. And so maybe weight loss happens as a byproduct, but we are able to optimize that mental health side of things. And that's the sleep side of things. And all of a sudden they realize that they were just doing this because they thought it was what they needed to do. And so they start focusing on the other side of things. And I had one person specifically who came in for for weight loss and she came to me about three weeks later and asked me, she said, do you think it's okay if I, if I just stop making the goal losing weight? And so I asked her, I was like, yeah, of, of course, let's talk through it. Why, why is that? She said, well, because I realized my whole life, I've just been trying to lose weight. My whole life, I've been looking in the mirror. My whole life, I'm not, I haven't been happy with who I am. Even when I do lose weight, I'm not happy there. And she said, I realized and recognized that it really wasn't about weight loss all along. It was about recognizing that the person on the other side of the mirror is something and someone I, I can be proud of. And so that was a, a big one. And that happens quite often. Uh, outside of that, we have other people who are in like mid-level management careers. And I had a girl who basically felt bad if she didn't work 14 hours a day for her her bosses mm-hmm. and and because she was trying to move up in the horrifying corporate ladder. Uh, and she recognized that it was okay to put the work away. It was okay not to take it home. It was okay not to sit on her laptop at 10 p.m. and and continue working. And she was able to take back her life and take back her time and recognizing that time is really the only thing that we never get back. So if you waste it working, at the end of the day, you're not going to sit on your deathbed and say, gosh, you know what? I really wish I would have done more reports for my employer who already replaced me. You're going to say, wow, I wish I really would have gone and traveled, hung out with my kids, spent time with my family, lived my life and and stuff like that. And so you kind of start to recognize where priorities are. Yeah. As, I, as I'm listening, I'm, I was, I just had a, I guess a moment where I, with the priority, the priority being on mental health first, uh, how when that's really fully taken care of some of those other things become a lot easier i would imagine right like you have a better relationship with yourself well now fitness and even how you view money and things like that kind of it becomes less of a struggle and a little bit easier way to improve in those areas is is that true do do you find that to be the case 
Yeah, absolutely. You start optimizing one and all of a sudden everything else starts optimizing and it becomes like a snowball impact. You start optimizing your mental health and everything else starts getting better. The next piece, everything else starts getting better until all of a sudden you've sort of optimized yourself and you mold yourself into exactly what you need to be, not what we tell you you need to be, not what the magazine says you need to be, not what society says you need to be, but what you recognize is really important for for you. And one of the exercises we do to help people recognize some of these priorities is we have them rate on a scale of one to 10, what is important to you in life. And they'll rate like uh person, they'll like what rate family, they'll rate business, they'll rate spirituality, just all these different things. And then next to that, they have to rate on a scale of one to 10, how closely they're actually living up to those values. And in that moment, they recognize often like work is a two but they're, uh, they're, they're a 10 or, and so they start recognizing, okay, well work I'm putting a lot of effort into, but it's not a high priority on my value ladder. So then we can make goals to start adjusting and modifying that. So they are able to actually pursue what's important to them. Mm, I like that. Can you, can you explain that exercise to me again? I was, I was listening, but I was not realizing that it was an exercise that I should do. So <laughs> tell it, could you, <laughs> Can you tell it to me again, as though you're giving me the instructions as as a, a client getting started? Yeah, for sure. So basically what we do is we rate out, we have a value ladder and there's okay. like 10 or 15 different values that we have our clients rate. So it's like spirituality, work, it's health, it's nutrition, it's fitness, it's family, all kinds of stuff like that. And they have to rate on a scale of one to 10, how important is that to them? Then once they rate that next to it, they have to rate how closely am I living up to that value? So say family's a 10, but they're only living up to a two because they work so much. Now they realize they have a stark contrast between what's important to them and what they're actually doing. Got it. So it's kind of the, I guess, look, looking for that. Um, I, I, I use the word like, where am I being a hypocrite, right? Like exactly. I say hypocrites or like for me it works i know it's it's probably a little harsh for some for some people but i'm always like oh that drives me crazy if i realize i'm i'm a hypocrite i say it's important but in my life it's not showing up as important like someone else looking in would be like oh that's important to you i don't even see that reflected in in the way you're living and i would be like oh let me fix this so yeah exactly all of a sudden you <laughs> recognize it you're like wait a second there's a disconnect here and I must yeah. fix this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we've, I guess as we're working with people, I, I say that as a coach, we're trying to mine, like mining, like we're digging for those little areas of disconnect um, and listening. You know, we get good at listening for those things so that we can help people. They're like, Oh, you said that's important, but it's it showing up that way. I love that. I love that exercise Chandler. Thank you. That's a, that is a real gem. Um, yeah, and it's it's externalizing it. So instead of trying to pull it out of them, we get them to write down and we say, okay, well, the lie detector tells me that you're living a lie. So let's let's work through this. We, we've got some some things to to push through. Awesome. And then you know, I guess next steps from there. And I'm I know that you guys have have the the program. I guess in general, um, if I'm just someone on my own, do it kind of even thinking through it or putting it on paper like you recommended. What what am I looking for next? Once it's on paper, um, am I looking for the biggest disconnect? Like where are the numbers the most drastically different or um, what What do I do to start working, yeah, good. working through it after I have it on paper? So then you basically have to say, you have to write down underneath that, where are my disconnects at? 
and you say, okay, well, family was important, but I'm only living up to it at two or spirituality is important, but I'm only living up to it as, as a one. And then work, I put that it's a, a one and I'm living up to it at, at a 10. So I have a huge disconnect here. Then you can say, okay, now I have to pull out family, pull out spirituality or whatever it is you decided and say, now I need to make a, a micro action plan to be able mm. to solve this. And the micro action plan means with work, you take away one thing and then with family or spirituality or whatever, you add one thing. So, and one thing a week, not a bunch of things, not a million things. Don't do, don't do anything more than one, because if you do more than one, it's too much. You're not going to do it. So we break it down into micro, micro habit creation. So that way it's add one, take away one, add one, take away one. And it, and we'll ask the clients, okay, well, you added that. Can you accomplish that in a week? Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, if you're even a little bit uncertain with, with it, break it down even more, cut that in half. Uh, we don't need to put ourselves in a place where we have to stress over it. Mm -hmm. We want to make this an easy ability to create what we call unconscious competence where you don't have to think about doing it after a couple of weeks. Nice. I like that a lot. So, um, almost like, okay, if work if works a 10, how, what, what do I do to knock it down to a nine this week? If, if it's not aligned with my priorities. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, well, works, uh, 10 and I want it to be a nine. Okay. What's the first thing we can do? Well, maybe I can close my laptop. Usually I am working until 10 PM. Maybe I can close my laptop at 945. And so we make that a goal. It's 15 mm -hmm. minutes instead of trying to say, okay, don't close, close it at 5 PM because no human can do that when they're addicted to work. So it's like, okay, 945. And then maybe 12 weeks later, all of a sudden we put that down to six, seven, 5 PM, whatever. But we've, mm -hmm. we've introduced this micro concept to where it's slowly weaning you off the addiction. Well. I, I really like that. I mean, it's very, it, there's a lot of um, similarities in, in the approach that, that we, we've had and the success that we've had. I love it. I, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. I think that's so huge. And do you find, I guess one question I have for you as, as a coach, do you find that it's, it's a challenge when someone comes to you for say like weight loss and then you you with your experience and the people you've worked with and even just looking probably at what they bring to you in terms of here's here are my priorities and you're like as a coach you're thinking weight loss won't be a, a big deal for very long is it hard to get people to kind of notice that or to, to make that transition or is it just something that kind of automatically happens when you start putting the focus in the right places yeah, good question. So when we come in, we don't tell anybody not to do anything. We don't tell anybody to shift their goals or anything. What we do is we created an, an integrated curriculum. So they start, they have the weight loss goals. So we start them off on their weight loss. We we have the the nutrition and mental or the mental health and the social health, mm -hmm. the whole aspect. So we break the curriculum down into micro habits as well. So they'll work on their mental health. They'll work on their social health each week. We'll give them a little bit of nutrition stuff and a little bit of sleep stuff. So that way, instead of like mental health, only being done first, they're able to do uh, adopt these micro habits and really create radical change in all six pillars within like a three month time period. Gotcha. Okay. Very nice. And is that is three months kind of the the time where where people can really start to expect to see some really good results? Or does it vary? Yeah, typically for us, we um we like to see about three months working with us. And then after that, I tell people, my goal is to make sure that you don't have to work with anybody ever again. Like 
most programs and coaches want you to pay them for the rest of your life because it's a sticky offer. Mm. But for me, what happens is we try to get them away from us after three months. And as a result, what's happened is they don't want to leave us. So we have a, we do have a monthly thing where people can stay with us, but the goal is be on your own, be able to do your own thing, be able to be consistent without needing any other help. So that way you're independent. So that way, if something, if we disappear or whatever, you're okay. But like I said, as a byproduct, people still want to be part of the community. They love the community, the environment and all that we have to offer. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Try to, you work yourself out of a job, but then you always have, you'll always have a job. (laughs) Exactly. They want, they just, they always ask me, how can I stay? I'm like, okay, well, the three months is over probably time to to kind of do things on your own. Like, well, Chandler, I like the community. I want to be part of this thing. Can I stay? Do you have a program for afterward? And so nice. we, we built some stuff surrounding that to just give people that opportunity because that's social health as well, continuing yeah. to be part of, of the culture of care. Right, right. Awesome. What's the best way for people to, to connect with you, Chandler? I'm sure there'll be people listening. They're like, I got to find out more about this program. What? Where do they go? What do they, what do they do next? Yeah, for sure. So if you just want to connect with me and kind of see my lifestyle and the thoughts I have and all of that, you can go to Instagram.com forward slash Chandler underscore SAF and follow me on Instagram. My profile picture, I think, is myself and my daughter. Uh, I have a jujitsu gi on, just got my brown belt and she's up there with me. So obviously family's a big priority for me. If you want to connect with me and talk about the program, just go to chanslogic.com forward slash call. That's C-H-A-N-S-L-O-G-I-C.com forward slash call. Okay, nice. I'll make sure there's links in the show notes as well. And my last question for you, Chandler, I'll put you on the spot a little bit, is if somebody's listening, they're like, I, and we do, we, we have members in our audience who they love, they love free stuff. They love trying to figure it out on their own. If they're listening and they're like, maybe down the line, but right now I want to just do this by myself. What would you recommend as the best tiny first step for them to take in moving in the direction of, you know, rewiring their brain code? Yeah. I would say big first step is to do that, that inventory, write Mm. down the 10 most important things in your life, one through 10, and then write down whether or not you're living up to those values. Nice. Uh, it's a beliefs value inventory. It ha- it's rooted in cognitive behavior therapy. So uh, it's one of the best exercises to just create that awareness that you're not actually doing it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I like that. And yeah, that's that's super valuable. Thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah, thank welcome. you so much for being here with us on the Begin Within podcast. Yeah, happy to be here. And I didn't mention it, but if you do want videos and trainings and all kinds and that like the free stuff, just go to my YouTube channel. We have like 5,000 different videos. It's just youtube.com forward slash Chandler Walker SAF. Okay, awesome. Cool. Thank you. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Thanks again Perfect. for being here. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Hopefully we gave some value and everybody's ready to go from where they're at to the next level and, and building that culture of care. All right. I want to thank Chandler so much for being here on the Begin Within podcast with me. Um, Links to connect with him are in the show notes for you as always. Now, I want to talk about your homework. I told you before the interview that you were going to hear about an exercise and I was going to leave it with you for homework. So maybe you got started on it already. If you're in a situation as you listened that you could go through that little exercise. But I want to invite you to go back to it and make sure that you follow through on it. It can be such a valuable, valuable exercise, valuable process 
to quantify to quantify things and start looking at how we rated them, how we scaled the way that they're showing up in our lives. So once again, here's here's the exercise. Just briefly, I want you to take a look at the top 10 priorities in your life, right? Just take 10 of them. If there aren't 10, that's okay. Just take a look at the very top priorities, the aspects of your life that you put time and energy and attention into on a regular basis, right? It could be different relationships. It might be your family as a whole. It might be um, it might be faith. It might be uh, work, of course, right? Pets, um, yard work. I don't know. There's all kinds of, of different priorities. And I'm sure as I'm sitting here, you're probably thinking about some that I'm really missing. Uh, that's okay. I would encourage you to list them out. List them out. And then just take a moment and put a, a 1 to 10 scaling next to them. How important is it in your life? How important is it really? Really to you, in your heart, how important is that priority? You know, top priority or very low priority? And then the next piece of the exercise is simply to honestly, objectively, look at your life and answer the question on a scale of one to 10, how am I living up to this priority? How is this priority showing up in my life? This could be such a valuable exercise. And then, of course, you're just looking at data at that point. You're just looking at raw data. You're looking at numbers. Here's where I rated it on a priority list. But here's how it's honestly showing up in my life. And, of course, if there's a discrepancy, you get to choose. You get to choose if that discrepancy is worth giving attention to um, or not, right? If health and fitness, you say, man, that is a super high priority. That is like... Uh, real high on my list. That's a that's a three, right? Um, obviously, high, you know, n- top priority being number one in in this instance. Let's say health and fitness. I say it's a three, but then when I'm saying, well, how am I living up to this priority? Health and fitness. How is it really showing up in my life? And I'm thinking, you know what? I don't really work out consistently. I don't really exercise consistently. I don't really eat vegetables that often. I'm not really, you know, getting uh, getting sufficient rest. I'm feeling tired and low energy throughout the day. I'm going to be really honest. This is pretty low in terms of how it's showing up, how I'm addressing it, how I'm honoring this priority. It's probably like a 9 or a 10, real low on the list, if I'm being honest. Now I have the opportunity to look at that discrepancy and decide, okay, what am I going to do about it? The reality is it may not be possible for me to take that that um, you know health and fitness priority and go from today it's a 10 and I'm going to make it tomorrow, I'm going to bring it all the way up to a 3 where I'd like it to be in my life. It may not be possible to do so that quickly. But what I can do is say, hey, how can I get it to go from a 10 now and just move it up a notch to a 9? What would it look like in my life if I was living the priority of health and fitness at the level of a 9 instead of a 10? What would be different? How would I be showing up differently? What would be happening just if it was just one little bit higher in the way that it's showing up in my life? 
And then, of course, we get to design some action steps around our answers. And we get to take those action steps. We get to focus on those little habits that will move that thing up in our life so that we are more closely aligned with our true priorities in life. And we can do this with with each and every priority that we see. Unless we look at it and we say, you know what, it's right It's showing up in my life right where I believe that I'd like it to be. If it is, awesome. That's great. But what a valuable exercise. So I don't don't want this to be missed for you or for me. Let's commit to doing this within the next week before the next time the Begin Within podcast comes out. Commit to having done this exercise. Sit down with a paper or a pen or a paper and a pen. Let's try that. We'll use them both. And then go through this exercise step by step. I don't think it will really take that long for us to get some really good data on what steps we can do, what direction we can go in order to make some improvements that, not that someone else told us we need to make, but improvements that we told ourselves that we should make. Awesome. Awesome process. Have fun with this exercise. I want to know how it goes for you. Please shoot me a message on Instagram and let me know how this exercise goes for you. Maybe one big takeaway that you have from this exercise. And I want to thank you so much for being here with me, for sharing a little bit of time and attention with me here on the Begin Within podcast. I will talk to you next time.